have to win there. Painter understands. Trying to save it, jump ball here, and kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers! Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh! The ball is going to look up, baby. They're walking at no from Neal. Carson Edwards. Thursday night, March 24th, 2022, and for the first time in about two weeks, you're listening <laughs> to a brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-hosts, Evan Webb and Andrew Eiler. We're on the eve of Purdue's Sweet 16 matchup against the Cinderella story of the tournament, America's favorite team right now, the St. Peter's Peacocks, the Boilermakers' fourth Sweet 16 appearance in the last five NCAA tournaments. What's going on, fellas? How are we feeling tonight before tomorrow's big game? Got the gang back together for the first time in a while. It yeah, feels like. good. I know. It's been a while. Taxis <laughs> has been kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the yeah. accountants like you, Andrew. A quick shout-out to a Full Steam Ahead podcast, which yes. cause we never we didn't record after Tanner and I. We, we were going to. And we were going we just, to. We were all didn't. tired and lazy. We were and, <laughs> <laughs> well, Shout-out to, to Adam who's probably watching his Wolverines right now, uh, which are currently up or they're currently down 10 to nine against Villanova. So oh darn, I won't tell you who I'm rooting for Adam. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yep. Silence here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I mean, we, last time we recorded, it was the week of the big 10 tournament, Mm -hmm. which of course Purdue ended up getting to the title game for the fifth time in school history, but lost. So their record in the big 10 titles now one and four all time but we won't talk about that let's focus on the podcast. that's all right that team also didn't make it very far they last did. weekend either that, so it's that's okay true. i'd trade i'd trade uh I, there is do you guys do you guys think there's anything to the whole because there really there's two sides of it because you've got the team like iowa and illinois last year who go to the big 10 title game they win the big 10 tournament then they get to the NCAA tournament and then either flame out in the first round like iowa did this year or they flame out and Round of 32, like Illinois did last year. Then also, you've got teams like Oregon State last year who won their conference tournament to get to the tournament and then made all the way to the freaking Elite Eight. Like, do you guys think there's anything to it, or is it just a, a Big Ten team flaming out early, like we always see? I think it's just the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, I think Big Ten style just beats, it, beats up each other and it's just a brutal style. I don't think the Big Ten tournament because, I mean, just, I mean, Iowa made a run to get mm-hmm. to the championship and won the game. I mean, Purdue was there in the championship game, so they didn't have any more or less rest right? either way. So I don't know. Iowa did play one and, more game, but. Yeah, to get there, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I go back and forth on it because, you know, we've seen teams like Michigan years past mm-hmm. make a run all the way in the big tournament, then make a run clear to the, mm-hmm. to the national championship game i believe that year was it 2018 did they do that because that, that when their no, the one... plane slid off the runway or something uh, 2018 they made a national championship so i, I must have got my years mixed i think up. that was, was i think that was 17s when they made the run to the big 10 title game and then they must have made the tournament but maybe they didn't make mm-hmm. a run that year um I but and then we've seen i mean purdue a couple years ago Knocked out in their, on the Friday round by Minnesota, then made a lead eight run, and were seconds mm-hmm. away from going to the Final Four. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know what to think of conference tournaments anymore. I mean, it's definitely yeah. more for the team. Looks like they have some audio issues. <laughs> I think what he was saying is more for the teams that uh, you definitely saw teams who play on Thursday. I think it's, that's what the tournament thing is really for. It seems like so you got teams like. Michigan, Indiana this year, especially who essentially were, were playing a playing game. Well, we thought it was a playing game. It turns out mm-hmm. that both teams made it. Um, IU won. So you think Michigan would be one of the last teams in it or one of the last teams out? Michigan gets the bye, and Indiana, who also beats Illinois, somehow makes a 
it's a playing game. So that was bizarre. But I think, yeah, kind of what Tanner was saying, I don't, I think it does absolutely nothing for us for seeding, especially if we get to the, the title game. I mean, the fact that Purdue made the title game and was still a, a three seed and one of the last three seeds was bizarre to me. I thought maybe if we would have gotten there, we might have had a chance at a two and we weren't really even close. Granted, you had teams like Villanova who won their conference tournament. Um, Tennessee won their conference tournament. There, so they were ahead of us, but still, it was weird to see that. Like, we weren't even really <laughs> close to the two line at all. No, I I was more think I kind of as it went along, and I was like, oh, I mean, I think Purdue's gonna be the two in the East. Mm-hmm. Like as it gets to it, I'm like, nope, the three. Yeah, and didn't get Indianapolis like we all thought the we freaking would. Michigan did. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an eleven seed. They get it. Um, I heard I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was saying that the big, which the Big Ten won't because of TV money. That's what drives it, but. So the Big Ten, so this seems like the seating is set by the time we get to Sunday. Maybe the mm-hmm. Big Ten should have um, their conference title game on Saturday and then let Sunday be dedicated to all the, you know, mid-major conferences or, you know, kind of the one-bid leagues that, so that they can have an entire day, you know, just focused on that. It'd be, yeah, I haven't heard It'd that. Be That'd be cool. cool. Yeah, because it's cool. all these teams that. It is like 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 okay, Purdue and Iowa. That game did not matter. No, it did not matter because both teams are getting in the tournament. Maybe moved Iowa up a line. I don't know if that changed. I, I, I have no idea. Where they, were. they were what a five seed. Yeah, I have no idea if it would have or not. If Purdue yeah. Purdue wins, if they are a two seed, probably not. It's already set. Uh so yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see those one bid leagues. That'd be because it'd be way more interesting. Plus, then it's like you, I get almost like a Thursday, Friday, of the March Madness, where all these games are going on at the same time, and it's right. and it's like, oh, that buzzer beater really mattered because that just that team season's over, or vice versa. You know, that'd be cool. I don't see I don't see the Big Ten changing it. I think I've kind of always liked watching the Big Ten championship because, as you or Tanner mentioned, Purdue's one and four, so I mean they're in it fairly frequently in our lifetimes. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and it leads right into the, the yes, the that's what it, it's, it's cool because you watch it. And then 20 minutes later, the selection show comes on and, uh, and it just kind of leads right into March madness starting and everything. So I'm kind of like that. I don't see it changing. I think it'd be cool. I like that idea. We got you now, Tan. <laughs> Maybe nope. not. Technical difficulties. We all come back together and look what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see the Big Ten doing that just because of the TV money. I mean, the ratings I'm sure are pretty high for that game, um, leading right into the selection show. But we can dream. Okay, am I good? Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Got to love uh, technical difficulties. So. But uh, I have no idea what you guys were talking about. I had said that um, we were talking about how I think what you were saying that the tournament basically only matters for the Thursday game because you got teams like this year, Michigan, Indiana, who, you know, essentially were playing what we thought was a play in game versus like, as we saw Purdue get to the championship game, the, the seating really not matter at all. Had they, I don't see, like, I don't think the seating, I only would have jumped up to a two had we beat Iowa. Um, so I was saying, I, I can't remember where I heard it and I wish I could remember, but someone had said it'd be cool if the Big Ten, move the championship game to Saturday and then so that way the committee could see it because that might matter more but then also leave Sunday to be all the championship games of all the tournament of all the conferences that are going to be one bid one bid league so it's literally like it's I mean winner I mean literally is do or die for those which would be really cool to see leading up leading up into because a lot of times I mean those teams are usually you're slotting them in at 11 through 14 maybe 11 through 16 seats so it's not like it's that much of a difference but I think that'd be pretty cool to see from just from a fan standpoint of watching those. It'd be really fun for have a full day of, of, you know, when oh. you know, literally go like playing for your national championship, essentially for all those teams. Yeah. I don't know since I don't, I mean, I don't, some of the smaller conferences, I can't say I watch a lot of those mm-hmm. tournament games other than the highlights when it comes down to a buzzer beater. Like mm-hmm. I know Furman, Furman was about to make like Furman hits the buzzer beater or, or a last second shot to go up, which would have put them in win the conference and make the NCAA tournament for the first time in like 45 years or something. And then yeah. lose the budget beater. So I remember that one, but I don't say I've ever watched it. Yeah. But don't, aren't those games earlier in the week 
typically like Wednesday. typically yeah and even even the, the week prior because there was the yeah. one year when Purdue played at Madison Square Garden where we had to play the tournament a week prior to what we know yes. because of the because, Big East tournament. no that was the Big East but like yeah. the smaller conferences were I don't know if like schools host them or yeah it usually like usually play like usually it's like one of the schools hosts that conference for the, at least for those really yeah. small ones because I think you'll see like the number one seed is the host yep. school or something. But I just wonder if they're like the only game on on the Tuesday night when the Big Ten hasn't started yet, yeah. Big East hasn't started yet. If that tournament game, because it's the only game on, gets more publicity right. than if it yeah. was on Sunday with every other game. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you brought up. You know, the year the Big Ten was in Madison Square Garden, they had the week off afterwards. Michigan makes the national championship that year. We see Gonzaga right. every year. They're the West Coast Conference tournaments a week prior. They get and they a get a off. bye week until then, the semifinal, which makes that conference yeah. makes zero sense to me. So, I mean, I couldn't even tell you that if Gonzaga won the conference tournament this year, I'm they assuming they did. Like, yeah, they won. I, it. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I just didn't know what's a regular season game. I didn't St. Mary's win it a couple years ago? I think in like 2019. Yeah. So I think, I think I remember like that was big. So I think I remember like it stole a bid that yeah. IU was on the bubble. I remember that was, yeah. that was huge. A lot of people were upset. I mean, because that conference got not only St. Mary's and Gonzaga, but they also got San Francisco in this year. Mm -hmm. So they got their rare three bids. But it is interesting, the debate. I don't think there's a a clear right answer of what to do about these conference tournaments. I don't see them going away because of the money factor. But I just don't think they mean as much as they did even five years ago. No. Unless you're a bubble team like you guys were talking about. I think it's almost like Thursday is almost like the best day to watch because those are the teams that, especially like that 8-9 game is usually those teams are I mean they're fighting probably for a playing in a playing spot they're probably one of the last four and last four out well one conference sermon that definitely does matter every year is the Ivy League because the winner mm-hmm. of that gets in it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season Purdue played the Ivy League tournament champion Yale Bulldogs in the first round and uh thankfully we finally had kind of our first Relaxing win since probably Nebraska at home since yeah, in January. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, or even like, uh, did we win by twenty against Northwestern without Ivy? Yeah, without Ivy. Yeah. yeah, without Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, even they kind of made that because Boo Boo kind of went off for a little bit there. But yeah, probably Nebraska was yeah. probably the last. It's just been a long time, and yeah. it was. It felt nice. Uh, our a size just overwhelmed them. Friday afternoon. But yeah. I will say at the start of the game, Yale was hitting some shots. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one where I forget the guy's name. He's right-handed shooter. He shot it left-handed. Or he's like, left-handed and he shot it right-handed. right-handed. Yeah. It makes it. I'm like, okay. If yeah. they're going to make stuff like that, it's it's Little Rock all <laughs> over again. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was watching that at work. I think I literally was like, I let out a couple of curse, but I was like, are you are you kidding me? Like, is this what we're going to do today? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I had a meeting like about halfway through, and I was still watching. Kind of had it on my on my my laptop, but it was just like it was nice to not really have to pay attention in the last the second half, really, because yeah, our, our size just overwhelmed them completely. And it's funny, like right, I was cool, calm, and collected all day that day, and then right before tip, I got really nervous. Yeah, okay. I was watching it with my parents. My dad's like, "Oh God, here we go!" <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't matter what happened during the season; it's like nope. now. So yeah. I mean, because you can have good seasons, like like Iowa won the Big Ten tournament, Kentucky. Illinois, Wisconsin, Kentucky win regular season titles, but you get bounced early, and it 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 doesn't feel that good. Right. I mean, even kind of like last year, I mean, what we didn't have like a great, I mean, it was, it was great in terms of the fact that we had zero expectations going into it. And then it's like, Hey, we can make some noise this year and then lose North Texas. It's like, Oh, well, I guess we beat Ohio state that one time in Michigan state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 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 So uh, Purdue got over that hurdle. Didn't have to worry about the mid-major upset, thankfully. And then second round, they saw the one that old arch nemesis in Chris Beard. The Texas My gosh, that, that can we talk about how bad that TV broadcast was? Like they they talked about Chris Beard like sixty five percent of the game. Yeah, it was like Chris Beard, and that's, he just owns Matt Painter because he's my biggest. <laughs> that's one of my biggest gripes with this tournament is like, I mean, you love the tournament. There's been some amazing games, but it's like a lot of the whether it's the commentators for the game or the in-studio guys, it's very clear that maybe like four of them have watched any. Don't even give me start about the in-studio guys <laughs> or women like the, or women. Yeah. Yeah. Which Candace Parker, I mean, she's probably the best one out of that group just because I feel like yeah, she does true. watch. I mean, she's incredibly biased for which I don't blame her. I would too. If I was in studio and Purdue was playing hundred percent, I know, I know she, 
had a lot to say when we, we beat them in 2019. But um, yeah, it's like, I don't, aside from like Seth Davis, who obviously watched, but it's like, I don't think these guys have watched like more than four games of college basketball outside of maybe like you had like Rex Chapman who watches only Kentucky, I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, and but, Seth Davis, all year long, he said, you know, I'm rooting for Purdue. I want him to make the five four. Then he picks against us every single game. Yeah, it's like every yeah, lock, lock of the. I think he had Texas like the lock of the day, and I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Yeah, it's like, well, I can't, I can't remember now. Top my, remember there's some comments that were being made during games. And I was like, have you not watched any of, of <laughs> Purdue like at all this year or anybody? Because it just seems like they're just watching for the first time. Well, who was it? Somebody said how uh, we play our two big guys all the time. I'm like, yeah. no, we don't. <laughs> like once for 10 minutes and it went horribly. Bad Moody says, I'll take the 65% talk about beer in the game than versus having to listen to Avery Johnson commentate another game. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. Avery Johnson commentary I think, fan. I think he did the Indiana playing game. I was watching it with my he did. fiance. And it was, yeah, he's even a hand of my fiance was just like, who is this guy? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Yep. I forgot he existed until I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's a commentator. Didn't no. do so hot at Alabama as the no, head he coach. Did not. I did not know he was a commentator. Yeah, he's yeah. not very good. I think, I think he started commenting after, after he got let go at Alabama. Yeah, they, they have to bring in so many more people oh, for yeah. an NCAA tournament. And, and, and a lot of their good ones, like Robbie Hummel, does radio on Westwood One. CBS needs to cut a deal with him for the NCAA tournament. Let's have, he, he just needs to work for I mean, he works yeah, in a game, and then I think we – uh, that's all I can think of, but I mean, like, I mean, I like Reggie. Reggie, I think Reggie does a pretty decent yeah. job. Um, I mean, I I do like you know the the A list guys of Raftery and um, they got on my nerves during their our Big Ten games though, because yeah, they, they yeah. feel like they were all on Izzo, and then the yeah. story of Iowa. Well, I don't yeah. Know. Maybe that's just my Purdue bias being like, where's yeah. the love? But and then freaking Gottlieb on the radio for the Big Ten. I, I, he's he's awful. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He's. Uh, but all right, back to Chris Beard and the yeah, yeah, like, how, yeah, so how, yeah, how, yeah. What were, what were your, like going into I I'll say my thoughts, but what were your guys' thoughts going into the game? Because I think Tanner, you're probably feeling the best out of the three of yeah, us. Yeah, I actually felt pretty good. I don't know why, because Chris Beard has been that nemesis for us, and I knew we were going to probably struggle with their pressure at times. But I knew they were not a very good offensive team, and they don't shoot the three well. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know Except how they were going to go. First game, yeah, yeah. Or their, I uh, yeah, the, yeah, the first game. I didn't know how they were going to guard our post guys, which come to find out they did the strategy that Michigan State did the first time we played them and just kind of went one-on-one. We'll let the bigs get whatever they want. But and, yeah. we still shot a lot of threes. So. Mm-hmm. But, and that's where it was kind of fortunate that Trevion was on yeah. unconscious the first 15 minutes of that game. I think he started out like nine for nine or something. Didn't yeah, he, he was filling up. Your nine shots. Because I felt awful going to that game. Like I, I was, I was, I was just like, "Are we really doing this again? We're gonna have like a, an awesome season and then lose to freaking Chris Beard again." Like I was just, it's more of like the what if, like if this happens again, I don't know if the fan base would ever be, would ever be able to recover. Like it would be, like it would be, it was gonna be awful. Um, yeah, I wanted to throw up. I had to drive to <laughs> Illinois for work on that I couldn't, night. I couldn't remember if you texted that about the Texas game or the Yale game that you wanted to throw Probably up. both. I mean, really, yeah, I thought was, I've said it before. As soon as Selection Sunday happens and we know our bracket, I immediately just am just nauseous 24-7 <laughs> <laughs> just from anxiety. Um, but that, like, the, well, the three-hour drive to Illinois was awful because I was just like – it was because I knew as soon as I get there, it was going to be like 20 minutes before game time because I timed it up perfectly. I was just like, please don't let me – have to go to work tomorrow. This <laughs> a miserable person because of Chris Beard again. Because it was a late game, um, which I was not a fan of. But no, that's that sucks when you have to worry about it all day long. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I that tried Sunday. to keep myself occupied and not thinking about it, but it's easier said than done. Well, especially because you saw. Did, did you feel any different when you saw? I mean, that it really did not matter. But I mean, it, just from a fan perspective, it sometimes does for our psyche. But seeing. We saw Ohio State go down first. Then we saw Illinois go down. We saw Wisconsin go down. Did that mess with you guys at all in terms of – it actually made me feel like, hey, let's be, let's be the one team to win today. Yeah, I, I, thought. I, I kept thinking something's got to break the Big Ten's way. Right. I mean, Michigan had won the day before against Tennessee, which was – And I got to admit, I wasn't rooting for any of those Big Ten teams to win. No, so. not at all. <laughs> I, think, I think Illinois was the only one I had in my bracket. Outside of Purdue making to the Sweet Sixteen, I hate like the rest of the I, 10, too, I was yeah. like, 
I had Iowa, Wisconsin. I had Iowa, Wisconsin in the Sweet 16, I think, yeah. Uh, Purdue and Illinois. But yeah. Yeah, I had, I think I had, I, yeah, I had Illinois losing in the Sweet 16 to Arizona. Yeah. I remember. They looked awful, Mm -hmm. both games. Their guard play just disappeared. Yeah. Curbelo. I mean, they were played. They played better without Curbelo for a lot of the year, which is wild compared to what we saw last year. Uh, don't remember, he's the best point guard nation. We heard that in November. <laughs> I will say he he wasn't the same when he came back from his concussion. No, I wasn't. don't know. I don't know what happened there, but but yeah, we we uh, got through Texas. I mean, it was a nerve wracking game at points. I mean, we got up huge in the first half, but you knew they were going to make a run. And during that that when they got up big. And that was when Texas didn't score for 10 minutes. And Purdue went from down six to like on that 20 0 run. And it wasn't up 14. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even like Purdue, like offensively, wasn't playing that well. It was just a lot of free throws. Like, well, defense. Te- Texas was missing a bunch of shots. So it wasn't like Purdue scored 20 right. points in three minutes. They scored 20 points in 10 minutes. Like, right. Right. Like it wasn't a, They weren't on fire either. No. And it yeah. was like, man, like Purdue should be up 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was okay. I was happy to have the halftime lead, and I'm like, we should be up at least six to eight more yeah. points than we are. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's NCAA tournament runs are going to happen. You just know it. Um, and then Texas came out hot. Yeah. Flipped it pretty quick in the second start of the second half. Caleb first hit one of the bigger shots of the game, and yeah. second half hit that go ahead three pointer. And then it was the well, Jay Nivey show at the uh, end. The first couple threes were, I think, our first two threes were Morton and first. Yeah. So I'm not sure what prop bet like that was. Yeah, that who had that in their bingo card? Probably made a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah. Ethan Morton threes over yeah. under. Which, man, which wild is like, I feel like Ethan's the only one outside of Sasha and Ivy who catches the ball ready to shoot. Yeah, I mean because because yeah, Mason's not doing it anymore. Um, Mason's been super. Isaiah's not unless Isaiah is wide open. He's he's not doing that. I can't even remember the last time he like hit a three. And, and Hunter, yeah. Hunter takes his time. He takes his time. He has to be wide open typically. He's not a yeah. you know catch and shoot guy. He's usually a catch and gather. But yeah, but like I mean, Morton did it in the Big Ten tournament championship game against Iowa. Where he just caught the ball and let it yep. let it let it fly and it went in. So I was like, and I, I can't remember him missing. No, wow. No, he he missed one against maybe Yale. Oh, yeah. He missed one recently that was short, I'm, but yeah, but no, you're right. I know, more I'm times kidding. than not, he, when he shoots, he makes them though. I wish he would shoot more. Um, but we, I thought everybody played pretty well against Texas except Sasha. I thought he had another rough, rough he outing. Is driving the struggle bus right now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you think it's the balls? I know, I, I think I, I think it's his finger. I think it's his finger. He shot pretty well against Indiana at home, and his finger was hurting then too. Yeah, and he didn't he's, shoot he's that poorly down, against. Though. Michigan. I don't think he did that bad against Michigan State, did he? I thought he did bad the whole big tournament. But... Maybe he did. Uh, I mean, the it, two it just, he hit against just... Yale, like the second one hit the rim like five times. Like it was I mean, lucky drop. And it looks like to me, and then hopefully nothing's wrong with his finger, and hopefully he snaps out of whatever's going on. But it seems like all his misses are short, too. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Well, he hit that one. I don't know. Yeah. He hit, was it? Was it Texas? Uh, no, going back to the to broadcast, I'm not sure what CBS is doing, but their camera angles oh, and CBS Lord. are awful. Like that that Jay Divey block would have been against Texas would have been oh, so cool yeah. had we been able to see it because he blocked it and then you don't see anything happening. I'm no. like, did we get the ball or did, is it go? Is, did they keep yeah. it? Because like all of a sudden it cut back to normal angles. Like, oh, Texas has the ball. We just missed five seconds of gameplay because of the stupid camera angle mm-hmm. we're looking at. Make Jay me nauseous. So. So all the different <laughs> camera angles, like yeah. the free throw ones. The free throws are awful. <laughs> they go above. It's like just do the normal side shot. Or I, the one I've always hated in college basketball and even the NBA has done this for years, where they'll pan out behind the point yeah. guard on the yeah. way down, and so you like, see the whole floor. It's yeah. like God, I think go on 2K. Like, it's, a, yeah, exactly. it's a horrible, it's a horrible two K angle. Like I, yeah. I'll play that angle, but like it's it's way yes. down. It, I mean, you need need some height on that. I mean, that yep. is awful. I absolutely yep. hate that. Yep. Yeah, they just love to ruin. Games with that stupid angle. They, they want to show off their fancy camera work. And <laughs> it was kind of cool though at the uh, Big Ten because I was there in person. They had a camera along the sideline or along the yeah along the sideline like on the opposite side of the bench. So they would just like zoom back and forth. I'm not really sure what angle that was. I don't think you don't see it very often, 
but it's basically just like as if you were just like laying on the floor, which I guess is cool if you wanted to lay on a four-turn <laughs> basketball game. And hey, see the he's angle. thrown. Yeah. He's thrown. But uh, how how nervous were you guys getting towards the end of the game when Purdue gets a kind of comfortable lead and then we that, foul uh, on the A1 three-pointer? Travion gets a lane violation. I thought, yeah. oh my God, we're going to lose? Those two <laughs> yeah. plays are going to go into Purdue lore. Yeah. Like, like just add it to the chapter. Add there was, chapter. There was how many? There were three, at least three fouls on a three because we had two on for yeah. us and then we had one on defense. But there was probably, I think that was probably the most fouls on a jump shot I've seen in a long time. Because there was, I mean, Texas only shot jump shots. Yeah. Not- like, um, but yeah, that was. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, because we were up, what, like 10? 10. And then, yeah. yeah, all of a sudden they hit the three, you hit the, get the free throw. What was, what was, how much time was up? Like three minutes or something? Two or three minutes? Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. A, it wasn't like a minute, but it was like, it was, yeah. Three, to five, three four, five Close minutes. Close to where like five. 10 points was not out of question to give up. End the game. If pretty makes their free throws and then start kicking the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Two quick score updates Arkansas want, yeah. is up at half, 32 29. Whoa! And Villanova's up with 5:52 left in the first half, 20 to 15. Yep. Gonzaga's been struggling out of the gate all three games. Uh, I know against Memphis they were down big, and then Drew Timmy put on an absolute clinic. In the oh second yeah, half. who who'd they play in the first round? I watched the second half of that game. The Georgia half of the State. Game was, yeah. That second half of the game was unbelievable. I think Georgia State was up one or down one at halftime, and, and, and they were right there with them with about 10 yeah. minutes left, and then Gonzaga's like, all right. Yeah, yeah it, it was like I, I think like I got home from work and it was like twenty eight twenty seven or thirty or thirty three thirty two. It was like a one point game, like around thirty, and then like two minutes later, it's like fifty five fifty four. Like both teams like were just on fire. And yeah, it was, it was back, yeah, and forth, and Gonzaga, back and forth, back and like forth, back and forth. Like Gonzaga scored like sixty five points. Yeah, Gonzaga, I think literally fouled out like four of their guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so at that, that, off, that but it was at that point, it was like they're having a guard. Yeah. yeah. Guard, uh, um, yeah. Chet and Timmy, and they're just like, yeah, that's not going to work. So, yeah, that'll just, be interesting. We just also talk about how, how Hunter Dickinson is the worst. I've got it up on he my He is the worst. He no. is the worst. Yeah, I was texting a friend of mine who's a big Tennessee fan. I was like, you guys are about ready to see why the rest of the Big Ten hates Hunter Dickinson. And sure enough, he delivered <laughs> even more so than he probably has against a Big Ten team. Well, poor, poor Andrew was there in attendance for the Michigan oh, Tennessee yeah. game. So how was it? Give us your uh, yeah, give us a uh, recap. You know, two it wasn't awesome. that bad. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Uh, I mean, like the fans weren't that bad because like, we were also like three rows from the top. So I would have uh, went and got myself a Brock Thompson jersey sitting <laughs> for progress stopped. Uh, Music City Bowl champ hat. That, who tweeted I just, that? I would have got punched. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was beneath the paint. Yeah, that was a great progress has has been stopped. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty entertaining. Don't worry least. though, they're 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 shelling out eight million dollars for uh, five star quarterback recruits. So yeah, eight mil, and Peace. they can go back to the Music City Bowl next yep. year. And... Yep, yep. But uh, felt good to beat Texas. <laughs> Loved all the hook them down gifts. Oh, yeah. I had that one loaded and ready to go. I'm just like, please, please let me use this. <laughs> yeah, that win, I, th- I text you guys, but that win felt just as good as beating Tennessee in this week's going to go to the Elite Eight for so the first time since 2000. I think it was just because, like, we finally, like, we did. I mean, we've only played it twice, but just, I mean, we, it's been the monkey on our back since 2016. So it's been, you know, eight years essentially, but it was just like, finally, we. And <laughs> it was we, nice to beat Texas. We haven't beat yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like, uh, Kind of with produced produce turnovers issues, kind of throughout the yeah. year, that was like a good test. I think. I mean, yeah, kind of I mean, it, it was really playing good. well, back to kind of on that level. Hopefully, can keep it going. To it's very much a Big Ten yeah. style opponent of yeah. you know just muck it up and for you know get in your face, Steve. Which I mean, kudos to the, the officials for finally calling the fouls mm-hmm. that they should be calling. But yeah, because it what, was. What do you? I, I know. I guess we're going to be not biased. I guess, but more realistic. I think than outsiders that like the forty, the free throw discrepancy that Chris Beard was all hot and bothered about, even though his team probably could have had double that many fouls, just because of how physical they play defense. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they were hitting Trey and Edie every single time. Oh, I know. So, I mean, and like, and they were grabbing Ivy by the waist every time yeah. he wasn't holding yeah. the ball. Like, you do that, you Ivy. shoot 33s on offense and don't try to drive the ball. Yeah. The first the thing, yeah, yeah the they weren't even trying. And, and usually, and also when they did drive, it was after I think Trey got his third foul. So he was playing a lot right. of Matador defense where he, was gonna, he wasn't even going to attempt to give the officials right. a chance. So a lot of times when they did yeah. go up, we, we kind of just let them do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like one of those things where it was like, I mean, and it's I, also, I, yeah. I mean, I can obviously see as from, I mean, if it was the roles were reverse, I would also, that'd be one of the things I would be chirping about. Um, I mean, Blake Griffin we, game. Blake Griffin but, game, which I don't remember that game yeah. at all, aside from Lucky that. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I, just like, I, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's like you watch that game. I mean, Texas shot way more. I think they said they shot so many jump shots and never really yep. pounded the ball inside. And that's all we did. You could um, tell they were, they were driving in and trying like floaters and like fading yeah. away from Edie and Williams. They were, Altered, and that's where like, and this Purdue's defensive style is just so different. Mm-hmm. Purdue's oh, defense—they're aggressive. Is, yeah, so aggressive, and Purdue is don't give don't give them free throws, don't get yeah. in foul trouble because if Edie and Williams are both in foul trouble, then Purdue's offense is right. shot because it's not built on having one of them <laughs> on the court. And call me crazy, but I think Purdue's defense has been pretty good the last it has five been. or six games. Yeah, I think really once we get to the Big Ten tournament, I think we saw a lot of different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been that, you know, obviously that break that we had from the Saturday the IU game to the the Friday. I, mean, mm-hmm. just, I, I remember reading some of the people, some of the people who were there, like on press row, saying it seemed like we talked or the team talked so yeah. much more. You know, we saw the Brandon Newman emergence of you know, which has been nice to see. He's not playing as much as he did obviously at that Penn State game, but. Um, but it's not like he was like being super, you know, communicative on the floor. Um, I mean, Morton did an amazing job on Carr, and you know, obviously, Carr was has been a pretty nightmare for his career at, at Minnesota before he transferred. Um, but yeah, I thought Morton did an amazing job, and if we can have that, just have someone just to aside from from uh, Eric, who's just a bigger guard and can guard someone maybe a little bigger, that just can hopefully do some good things. That's why I always kind of thought Newman could have played a role in some of those games, like instead of Thompson, just because, like, yeah. just because he's longer, bigger, mm-hmm. stronger, a little more physical. That I mean, he, he, he saw it quite a few times last year. Where he would get a couple block shots here and there just because of his athleticism and length. Mm-hmm. I think it's more it just comes down to him taking care of the ball. I mean, we saw yeah. like oh, against, yeah, uh, was it Michigan State or, or was it Iowa where he had like three turnovers real quick? And it's yeah. like, I got to take him out. Yeah. So, but he made a huge hustle play against Texas, yeah. diving on the loose ball. Yeah, um, that was huge. So I think we both te- we all texted at the same time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Love Newman. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. big to get back to a ten man rotation. Yeah. Uh, where's that Jaden Ivy shot to go up six with a minute left? Rank for you guys in Purdue history among shots. Man, it's probably up there with the Klein shot. Uh, which is funny because I don't think it was Klein shot even. I think it was even just to go down one. I don't even think it, it gave us the lead. Oh, yeah. It was to tie it up. Was it to tie it? Okay. Yeah, and then they came down and made a layup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, maybe, I mean, yeah, just the – especially just given the fact that, you know, he hasn't been a good three-point shooter as of late. I mean, if he started the – you know, started the, you know, probably first half of Big Ten season, you know, he was shooting 40%, mm-hmm. and then he went on a stretch where he made, like, one for 16. So, to see him hit two big threes was awesome. I mean, I think it's just – he, just the moment he definitely the moment, yeah, it's, it's, the yeah it's definitely oh, one yeah. Of those guys were how many, right I mean, talking about where he's how many games he wants the ball yeah that one i mean technically wasn't a game winner but like how many he's that's like you i guess consider it a game winner because it clinched the game and kind of was yeah. like, it's like his like fourth third he's yeah third third or fourth ohio state. state twice yeah this year last year and then mm-hmm. it didn't end up winning the game but he hit that game tie yeah it was center yeah, yeah. even that like it, it didn't win but it was like i mean Again, if he misses that, then you know the game's over. Then, but the fact that he hit it, you know, ex- led to the yep. biggest BS shot. And yeah, I mean, that's big. Big players want the ball in big moments, and he definitely does. He definitely has that Carson in him, that uh, Caleb Biggie Swanigan in him, where mm-hmm. game's on the line. Give me the ball, I'm gonna make a play. Yeah. Uh, one of uh, our buddies, Evan uh, Luke Wagner, he texted me after the Texas game. He said that might have been his favorite Purdue win of all time. Really? Yeah. I mean, I can't see. I mean, it was like that. It felt very cathartic after yeah. one. It was just like, thank God we got it. For one, it was like, I think two of it was just like, it was kind of a sigh of relief. It was like, okay, we got this Sweet 16. It, just, you know, it wasn't a, you know, obviously if we lose the Sweet 16, it's a disappointment. But it's like, we just also just by the way that we saw the bracket open up with Kentucky yes. losing, yes, um, with Baylor losing to North Carolina, I was like, yes. okay, we're now the top seed. Like, if yep. we beat Texas, 
Yep. The door is there. We just got to, you know, we've never seen past. that in our life. Never seen that. No. Yeah, usually, usually Purdue's got a one seed. Yep. I mean, yeah. And usually, yeah. That's that usually is going to go on in the play. You know, 2019, we played the the four the fourteen the six. Then we played the two in Tennessee. Then we had to play the one in in Virginia. Oh. So like, it, like, yeah. Was, oh yeah, that's true. But normally, so like, I guess. Yeah. But usually, it's like usually, it's, yeah, we have to play. You know, it's like usually to play the one in the second or third and the Sweet Sixteen, right, or yeah. round of thirty-two, mm-hmm. not in the Elite Eight or right. something. But usually, it's earlier. Yeah, so like the doors, the doors there. Just gotta obviously get. I mean, you can't exactly. take leaders lightly, but it's nope. like, man, if you can get to the Elite Eight against the UCLA or which UCLA scares me, I'll say that, mm-hmm. or like a North Carolina team which you've already beat, but they're playing well. It's like I don't feel. Uh, I think I'd rather. I don't know. I think I'd rather play UCLA. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to try to. It's hard to, to yeah, it's hard yeah. to beat a non-conference team twice in a, in a season. And, but Carolina's go-to guy is their big guy. I think he'd be easier to shut down than UCLA's three guards. UCLA's got some guards, but yeah, I mean they're gonna they're defend big. they're gonna defend yeah. the hell out of you. But I don't know. I mean, if and hopefully we get hopefully that is an if. Hopefully we get past St. Peter's tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down to take on either one. It's a big mm-hmm. program. It would feel that much better if you beat one of the big yeah, programs, seriously. get to the Final Four, yeah. and I mean, we got to play well against no I, matter who it I'm is. Gonna, if assuming Purdue gets to Sunday, I'm gonna have to have that game on mute because if it's Purdue against any either of those schools, it's true. The broadcast is gonna be all for uh, North well tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be hard. Tomorrow's oh, gonna be yeah, hard to same. listen to. Yeah, this is gonna be. I think it's gonna be a a dumb environment for Purdue because the yeah. entire. I really hope that UCLA and UNC fans don't come to the game until later because if they show up early, that's going to be a road game. Well, yeah, the campus, I mean, it's a small campus, really small, but it's only two hours away. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole state of New Jersey's adopted this team as their team. Mm-hmm. I think so, the whole, anybody who doesn't have a team in the tournament. That's has true. Yeah. That's Any true. Of the other yeah. 15 teams. Yeah, that's true. So it's not even uh, the, actually the other 15 teams are probably rooting for St. Peter's too. Just oh, absolutely. A 15 seed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody outside of Purdue fans, everybody yes. is. I mean, yep. it's, and that's one thing, Evan, you were talking about the bracket breaking down. That's one thing that would have been frustrating losing Texas. We would have been stuck with the what if. Oh yeah. So, so, yeah. I had to watch Peter's Texas had, against yeah. St. Peter's. Yeah. And yeah. If Texas were to go out and beat St. Peter's by 40 or something, yeah. Purdue's like, yep. gosh, yeah, yep. get just yeah. to walk into the Elite Eight. Yeah. But we are playing a St. Peter's team that's hot right now. They beat Kentucky, then they beat Murray State. I'm hoping the week off kind of cools their momentum in the past. Mm-hmm. Oral Roberts last year, even though they only lost by like two or like three. Two. Yeah. Um, and then Florida Gulf Coast back in 2013, they're the only previous two. 15 seeds to make the uh, Sweet 16, mm-hmm. and they lost. So I'm hoping the momentum cools down a little bit. Their biggest guy, 6'10", he comes off the bench, though. So I just say pound it down low early and often because they foul a lot, get them in foul trouble, and then let Jaden do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys watch any of the Kentucky St. Peter's or I caught the State end game? of it. I caught the end of that. I yeah, watched quite I a bit of both. Yeah. I, I watched, like, the first half of the Murray State game, and honestly, I was more thinking about Murray State. At yeah. the time, so I don't remember St. Peter's that well, much, but uh, they seem pretty athletic and hard uh, defense. Tough defense. They they, uh, they, they play defense. tough. They play tough. Yeah, they're not a great offensive team, even though they run a lot of sets. Like one of the commentators saying, they run run more, almost more sets than anybody in the country. Hmm. But they do play good defense, and they are physical, like you said. But they foul a lot. Um, I, I was watching that game with my girlfriend, the Murray State St. Peter's game. I'm rooting for. St. Peter's out loud because I see Murray State's athleticism. I don't want to. They've she looks at me games like for the like they've yeah. won games all year. Yeah. She looks at me as the game's going on. She's like, "Are you sure you're not rooting for the wrong team?" <laughs> like, and then I'm having flashbacks in my head to 2011 to where I was rooting for VCU over Georgetown, uh, and then like halfway through the game, uh, I'm there in person. I'm like, "Yeah, I think we need uh, Georgetown." <laughs> <laughs> But uh, St. Peter's hasn't made the – this is their first trip to the tournament since we beat them in 2011. Yeah, well, I mean, like a very 20, different team. No. A very different team, even though they were seeded better that year as a 14 yeah. seed than this year. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. It's, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's, it's the early game tomorrow. I hope it's not. I hope it's well, like hope, Friday against Yale and it's uh, – I hope you're right. Stress-free. I hope so. Friday night. I, mean, I am feeling good about it, I will say. Yeah, I, mean, I just I keep going back to their 15 seed for a reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's you know, like I said, hopefully the week off kind of you know they're they've obviously they've been everybody's been loving up on them. Like they've been feeling themselves. Like you know, hopefully that maybe takes away 
some uh, some bit of edge, but I mean, as we're getting coaches, Buffalo I mean, Wild Wing NIL deals, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It is um, I mean, great for him. I mean, you know? there's uh, you know, obviously their coach is all but essentially taking the Seton Hall job since he's you know an alum, and the last time Seton Hall or last time a New Jersey team made the Sweet 16 was Seton Hall, and he was the point guard. I also so there was a uh, someone posted on Golden Black. Apparently, he's actually been uh, he has some issues with uh, recruiting violations uh, back in the day. I think when he was a Seton Hall assistant. Or Seton Hall associate because uh, impermissible phone calls. So a little Kelvin. I was going to say recruiting violations at St. Peter's. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully you know that's taken a little a bit away. And obviously, I mean, we've had you know a couple of days to scout them. You know, if it was a short scout, I'd feel probably way more nervous. But the fact that we've I, had a couple of days I, to work, yeah, right, I have some confidence in yeah. The staff. Give Painter a week. Give Painter a week to scout these guys. Yeah, and they're not going to sneak up on them because it's like hey, no. I mean, because especially with us losing to North Texas last year, like these guys know what it's like to take. You think, you know, a, a, yeah. you think yes, but yeah, yeah. It's, what's uh, you guys, What's the you guys have? We're going to do a score prediction or anyway? Wait. Yeah, yeah. The line's twelve and a half. Purdue's favored by twelve and a half. Um, I'm going Boilers eighty-one, St. Peter's sixty. 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 I think pretty wins by 21. 81, yep. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> I, I think I think it'll be like I don't know, seven or eight point halftime. Then we get up in the second half, they make a run, and then we end up closing out That's with it. tons the of free biggest throws. Thing is just not letting them creep into it because if they do, especially late in the game, that crowd is going to be longer. You keep them in it, yep. yeah. Yep. And that's and that's where I'm worried that uh, I mean, like what we kind of saw with Texas. If if that if the Texas game is called like a Big Ten game has where Purdue shoots twenty yeah. free throws instead of forty five yeah. free throws, Purdue loses that game by seven or something. Like Purdue does not Which win that. Worries game. me with who's the official are going to be tomorrow because we know that yeah. that Courtney Green's out there. And uh, I that's where I'm. I could I kind of with Tanner. Like I think I, I want to say Purdue like eighty one, like eighty to sixty seven or something. Like I want to say Purdue wins by like thirteen to fifteen. Like they yeah, say that's my number maybe. Purdue seventy eight uh, sixty five. I think they yeah. they barely cover. But I would love in a twenty point. If Purdue shoots forty five free throws again, then Purdue's going to win by twenty. Yeah, Maybe but that's I, what I'm making on. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm kind of a little worried that after yeah. the publicity yeah. of that Texas game, that it's going to be sure. a little more just just because the refs are going to let them play, just because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. complaining and the how odd it looked if you weren't watching the game or knowing yeah. the two styles between Texas and Purdue, how the yeah. different types of defense that I'm just worried that that's going to be overcompensated. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. So, all right. So say we get past them. We're to the lead eight Sunday. Who do you think wins between Carolina and UCLA? I guess that's the first question. UCLA. I think so too. They're the better team. I mean, you know, they were preseason. I think they're number two coming mm-hmm. into the year behind Gonzaga. You know, they made the yeah. final last year as they went they went from first four to final four, which was then they lost on a crazy buzzer beater to Gonzaga. Um, you know, they, you know, you've got Johnny Juzang, who's you know potential lottery pick. You've got Jaime Hawkes, who's apparently is supposed to play. I think day to day, day to day. So okay, yep. uh, Tiger Campbell, who was a Purdue recruit at one point. Um, and they've got the Miles Johnson transfer from Rutgers, big man, you know, great defensive big man. Um, yeah, and they, they have a ton of pieces, and sure. they said they're a really good team. And you know, they, I think they they, they didn't win the Pac-12 because that was Arizona, but I mean, they, but also it's weird because they're also a four seed, which is you know, I thought they, I might, I thought they might have you know gotten bumped up, but I just think they've got too much talent. I mean, Carolina blew a twenty-five point lead against Baylor, almost lost. That officiating uh, was horrendous. But, oh, it was awful. True. It was so that's bad. that's what I was, yeah. They but they did get flustered after yeah, that. They did. They did. Once it got going and yeah. then they were flustered and and, and and I know most teams that end up winning it or making long runs, they have that one game they should have lost and they squeaked by. That was UCLA in round one against Akron. They should have lost that game. John Gross. Come yep. on, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny uh, special. Yeah. Um I mean, Carolina. I mean, they've got they've got some good big men. They've got a pretty, they've got some decent guards. But I think yeah, I think UCLA just is gonna. I mean, it's gonna be a cool matchup. It's gonna be probably one of the better games I think of the Sweet Six. Yeah, I would think. Plus, just um, the names. I mean, you oh yeah, yeah, Bloods, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name, the schools. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I'm worried about when, if assuming Purdue gets there and plays one of them, that 
I mean, it will say it will be kind of cool though. Just the, the narrative of the, if it is UCLA, if both UCLA and yeah. Purdue win, because there's you know obviously you've got the John Wooden factor. Um, you know we you know that we played back in nine, in '69 in the championship game when when they beat Purdue. You know we the first game of Mackey Arena was played against UCLA. So there's definitely there's some history between those teams. Did we play each other the Wooden tradition down in Indy? Did we do that? I don't yeah, think we ever did. They they had the Wooden classic out in California at the same time. There was two Wooden. Tradi- uh, there's a tradition right. and a classic, so they would usually host a classic. We'd host a tradition. Yeah, it'd be cool. Just like the stories come out of that. Obviously, I mean they're gonna sure. flash the however many freaking titles they've got. I think they've got like over 100 national titles as a, as a school versus Purdue's like <laughs> three. <laughs> but yeah, I mean yeah, I think I think UCLA. Yeah, eventually gets the dub. So uh, I mean, I say that's the matchup. Does Purdue get it done? Do they go final four for the first time since 42? Do they do they win it for Gene Cady, Robbie Hummel's <laughs> knee, Isaac Haas's elbow? <laughs> Um, just a stupid ass Diabate. Virginia game. Um, it's so many other the uh, Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin's back. <laughs> Wisconsin in two thousand who beat us yeah. like five times that year. Um, I mean, does Purdue finally get over the hump? I think we I can. Mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's so tough because it's, it's gonna be a tough game. Did uh, have you guys seen the re- the? I don't know what it is now, but I think on Monday the odds for the winner of each region. Purdue yep. was minus minus one twenty five mm-hmm. to win the East. Yep, I mean, a lot I, of I people... would never, I would never bet that. But <laughs> I like that. That's where the odds are. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you know, part if of me is like happen, it's not now win, yeah, but exactly. at the same time, I think Purdue's set very well for the future too. Yeah. So I think I said that. I felt like I thought that was Caleb Swanigan, like his last. I, year. I, I'm like, yeah, I'm like okay, like Purdue's got a national player of the year. Like they're not going to have that like anytime soon. Like it's not now, like it's never going to happen. And then, right. And then here we go. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, Oh, if we don't have it, you know, we don't have another Carson Edwards coming in. Like, you know, yeah. if not now, then when, and then yeah. here comes Jaden Ivy. Well, yeah, and, trust, and, trust Matt Painter. And yeah. Evan, you, you text us today. It sounds like Ivy said he's real close with Carson Edwards. Carson was a big cool. reason he came to Purdue. I mean, if it wasn't for that Purdue run and, in 2019 and Carson put on a show, he made Purdue look cool. Yeah. And so we get a player like Ivy and getting Ivy gets players like Miles Colvin and, um, yep. And then hopefully that those guys are dynamic guards when they get here. I mean, you got to have good guards to win a March. Yeah, I mean, but who's before, Zach Eady going to get us? Is he going to get us like a seven foot six guy? Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt does that himself. He just yeah. turns out. We, remember that factory underneath? Uh, it's it's like underneath Cranard or somewhere. Yeah. On campus. <laughs> just he just turns out. out these seven footers. William Berg coming in next year. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Carson showed that Purdue can play. You can have, you can be a good guard and play at Purdue. Um, and I think it also. I heard Boyle Sports talk about in their recent podcast that I think it also taught Painter how to coach a player like that because you know Carson one of those guys you know kind of a loose cannon you know you just kind of have to play through it you know he's going to make mistakes he's going to as we all saw which I mean there's still people out there who don't don't really like Ivy which I don't understand this is a I mean literally generational talent coming to Purdue and probably one of my if not my he might be my favorite player to ever play at Purdue which is saying something um yeah of the guys we've had just in the modern era especially under Painter um but I think I think that definitely showed Painter like how to coach those you know superstar guys where it's like you you know some guys you know you, they make a mistake and it's, they're getting pulled but it's like these guys you kind of have to let them figure it out and sometimes I do sometimes I don't I mean there was that stretch at the end in 2019 where Carson was just bad for really the last stretch of the season it was mm-hmm. kind of was like oh my god you know we lost to Minnesota and then the tournament time comes and it was like, and he's putting up nine threes against Villanova and it was just, barely hitting the net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, said, I know we, we texted about it the other day. It was just like, I mean, Ivy can take over a game with his driving ability yeah. and he can hit the three, but it was like, man, Carson could just like, it's such a quick hot, trigger too. You give him yeah, a foot, got, it's going yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, if he got high, um, it was just like, just across half court. Yeah. 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 He was yeah, so he, fun that year. Gosh. Yeah. That, but I guess I got two more questions for you guys. Um, if Purdue, makes the final four, no matter what happens during that final four game or potentially the game after, I mean, it's great successful season, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it's not, it's not championship or bust at this point, right? No, it's, I mean, you're talking about something we haven't done as a program since 1980. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 
the legendary coach that we all love, Gene Cady, never made a Final Four. Nope. You know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, obviously that you know the title's the goal, but you know, at this point, just making a Final Four, like just to get that monkey off our back, I think it would be. And I mean, that's what we were aiming for. I know the players want the championship as oh, they sure. should, but I think as a fan, from a fan standpoint, if we make the Final Four, then get and lose by twenty to Gonzaga, I mean, it's gonna suck. But it's like. Just made a final four for the first time yeah, ever. Yeah, right? and like short term, it'd be that'd be tough. But then, yeah. like a week later, you're like, okay, final four is not. Yeah, like, couple, like a year or two down, you know, like you know, the following fall when they have team of the week and the football game, and it's the basketball team. They talk about the final four. You're like, this was my favorite yeah. team of all time. Like it was, yeah. it was the best season we've ever seen. Like if you quickly forget that, you know. I know it's not know. the same for because Butler is a school of like 4,500 kids, but like going there right after the final fours. Even though they lost the national, like in the national championship game, nobody talks about them finishing runner-up. It's always like back-to-back yeah, final, final four, right, final right. four, final yeah, four. Like, yeah. yeah, but like they they made it to the championship. Like they went past the final four. Right. Nobody talks about it. They right. talk about they made the final four. Right, which is it's awesome. just it's got that lure. Yeah. yeah, the, the which the, is always the, I've the always found that so odd with college yeah, basketball. I, it's always like it's like you know it always seems like final four is a bigger deal than making it runner-up. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. Which I thought that was weird at first, but that was like yeah. Yeah. Well, same thing kind of in college football with the playoff. Now it's, they always talk about, they made the playoff. They'll talk about yeah. like who made the championship as the runner up really. Right. It's always like they made the college football playoffs. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of odd. If whoever wins the championship, then everyone else is there. They made the playoff and it's, that's, but, that's, but yeah. I do agree, agree with you guys. You got to start somewhere, get the experience of making a final four. Mm-hmm. Then if you get there eventually and hopefully yeah. another time, then it's like, Go win okay. the whole thing. It's, it's like, like, like Gonzaga. It's like, you know, they made the Final Four, you know, once, twice. It's like, oh, this is really cool. And it's like, now it's like, okay, they need to win. Otherwise, yeah. it's not successful yeah. in their eyes now. And I really think if Purdue plays up their potential, they can win the whole thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that, but yeah. would it change your guys' tune of what we just talked about if Gonzaga loses tonight? Yes. It's, let's say Gonzaga loses, Duke loses tonight. It's Arkansas, Texas Tech. Then, then it's like, okay, we're, we're not <laughs> that was like in 2019 when we made the Elite Eight. I was like, awesome. Like, this is, you know, I, I don't remember 2000. Like, I don't remember that at all. So it's like, we've, okay, we've, I've seen something now that I haven't seen, you know, that I remember. This is awesome. And I was like, I'm fine. Like, this is cool. And then as I remember driving down or riding down to Louisville, I was like, yep, screw it. We're yep. here. Let's win, let's win the damn game. Yep. But I'm sure I would think that too. But yeah. That's how I felt too. Like, before the game, even eating dinner, I'm like, this is awesome. And then I got in my seat in the arena before I'm like, all right, let's go win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, screw just being happy we're here. Let's let's go beat these guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's or, uh, let's just bust the whole thing up. Let's get, like, Arkansas or Texas Tech in the Final Four. I'm going to throw up, but let's get Michigan in the Final Four because that's the <laughs> easiest <laughs> opponent up there. And then let's get Iowa State or Miami, Florida in the Final Four. Just yeah. Bust this thing up. We're Providence. Um. No, but it's uh, it's gonna be fun to watch. That's for sure. Uh, my other question is, and the, and the last thing I can think of is, so Matt Painter's got six Sweet Sixteen appearances now. That's that's one more, and Gene Katie has, which is wild. Say he breaks through this week and they gets to the Final Four. Can you make an argument that he's already produced best coach ever over? Jeans? I I kind of on the the graphic that I don't know who sent it out about like the the draft of coaches, or I don't know. If I sent that. It was the Barstool Barstool Chicago. Yeah. Uh, Draft, and, yeah. and Katie, Katie was on there, and I was like, I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, should Painter be there instead of Katie, or like, yeah. is Painter on there too? I kind of was like, oh, the Painter's got to be on here, right? Here. So I kind of already had it thought in my head that they're pretty, yeah. pretty close. I mean, this is his 17th year. Gene was there 25 years. Mm. I mean, you, you got. I, I think Matt's going to be an extra. Eight, uh, I think you know. Yeah, I think Painter, Painter's got 15 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so I mean, he's got to pass him. I would think in all of his accomplishments. So, is it yeah. Purdue has twenty nine wins right now this year? Mm-hmm. This, so assuming Purdue wins tomorrow, that'd be thirty. That would tie for the most ever with the uh, yeah. seventeen eighteen team. Yeah. So I mean, just thirty wins in a season. Yeah, I mean, just kind of the clear trajectory. If I don't know if he's. I don't know if he'd say he's there yet, just because right. he's got Katie had there eight more years. But I mean, you can clearly see it's going to be there. Well, that would give him the same amount of elite eights too. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. So I don't know. I, mean, I feel like I mean, I feel like it's one thing that Katie really struggled in the tournament for whatever reason. It's like I mean, he would he had no problem winning the Big Ten, but then you get to the tournament and so aside from a few fluky, you know, obviously the yeah. 
the big dog year and then 2000. Uh, which 80, kind of 80, 87 too. a lot of well, the year IU yeah. won the championship. A lot of people thought Purdue was the best team in the country. Mitch yeah. Richmond got him. Yeah. But I, th- I mean, I think if, if he makes the final four, I think you have to, you could, I mean, you could have the argument, but I think, I think that would, you know, just from that, it would set it up to, you know, you'd be up there just because I think, yeah, Andrew said just the trajectory is, I think is sky high right now. Yeah. It's also, it's hard to it's also, it's also, yeah, it's also a completely different time too. It is, it is, but yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, those arguments. Are well, never I was, going away. I was thinking back to like, like even like the 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 baby boilers and like when the, when like Chris Kramer and how good of defense Purdue played then. I'm like Purdue couldn't play that type of defense. Oh, Chris would be fouled out in the first half. Exactly, like they can't play <laughs> like that. And like it's it's yeah, no, it's changed all the fouls, like the defense, and that's why and like it's changed. I don't know. It's kind of cool seeing painters like. He's evolved so much. Like, I feel yeah. like there was like, for, a minute, for a while there. I feel like he was like that was a big thing. Like he's stubborn. He's stuck in his ways, and all of a sudden, like something, <laughs> it, you know, it, you know. I think Carson he's had learned, a lot to yeah. do with it. He's learned to that. You know, first it was like you know we're gonna be really good on defense, and then we're gonna have some good pieces on offense. But then it's like screw, let's just let's get a flamethrower. <laughs> you know, the, the most think, dynamic guard we've ever seen in Purdue history. Yeah. And we'll figure the defense out later. You can always well, teach and, defense. And he started trying to grab the best shooter he could every year. Mm-hmm. That kind of started with. Probably Ryan Smith. Smith. Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, Smith was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. DJ Bird, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh yeah. You can definitely make the argument. I mean, I mean, on the flip side, this is off this is off topic, but like I know Jeff Brahm's going into his sixth year. That's half of what Tiller was there at twelve years. Brahm would have to win the big ten, wouldn't he? So oh, yeah. consideration with Tiller yeah. for best yeah. coach well, of all. Because I mean Tiller went to a bowl every single year and, mm-hmm. and got the Rose Bowl, but yeah. 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 Yeah, that that was that's a whole different conversation because in staying at a program for twelve years in college football is, is unheard of. Pretty pretty rare nowadays. Yeah. Kirk Ferentz. Or Saban. Or Saban, yeah. Or some of those SEC schools, I guess now. I don't see Kirby going anywhere anytime soon. No. But how long yeah, has Dabo hasn't been at Clemson that long. He's been a while, but I don't think twelve Not years. That long, yeah. But Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame for twelve years. Yeah. Not anymore. I was a Southern boy. <laughs> oh God. But I am one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any any other thoughts? Anything I've I've missed? I'm just glad we made it for the first weekend. It's just like such a sigh of relief, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I think okay. I think it's just there's so much high expectation where it's like before, it just I think it's just cool to win, but now it's like now it's just more like okay, thank God we didn't lose, <laughs> you know, really. Yeah, uh, and it's all, it's super stressful just because it feels like it's been. I mean, Purdue had the really highs of dominating, and playing, and looking. Mm-hmm like the best team in the country and getting number one. And then with the tournament, there's so much crazy, stupid stuff that can happen. Oh yeah. Kind of yeah. like survive in advance. Exactly. What like the slogan, whatever survive in advance. So that Mooney's got a good comment here. Matt's the professional student. He's always learning and tweaking his coaching style. As you guys said, Gene was the grumpy old man who didn't evolve with the game the last four to five years. I his re- recruiting either. definitely just yeah. bottomed out at the end too. Right, like I think you could tell also with Painter. This is I don't know. This is maybe off topic. He is awesome to listen to talk to. Yes. Oh so yeah. So I think, and I think he is very, very well liked. And I, I think, think he, he is has too. Has a lot of friends in the coaching, and I think mm-hmm. he listens and he learns a lot from a lot of different coaches. And well, yeah. I think that's you. I mean, you, you uh, Brian Newbert said this last year, or the year before. Basically, I think he's now starting to really reap the benefit of just being a good guy, where people like him. And yeah. you know, when you know these other you know when parents of recruits talk to these people, like they don't really can't really say a bad thing about him. I think that's definitely helped him out. Well, finally, who, years what was the Greg the Greg Doyle tweet today too? I mean, like you talk, it was about Painter, but it's about the kids that he drew yeah. This it was a national writer was leaned over to him and said, "Man, these kids are really likable." And then um, Doyle said, "You know, it's every year." Yeah, because more times than not, he gets good kids. I mean, he he had a few bumps in the road, and usually yeah. the bumps in the road don't last very long. He does a good job of getting assistants that are good guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have dang Fife for a hot minute, but look what look what Fife is right now. Um, I told, I totally <laughs> forgot that he. It was never officially announced, but yeah. he was on campus for two weeks before he. I I do remember that up he was a candidate. I didn't know that he ever was like on 
Yeah. They said he legit had an office. Like he was on campus, had I was reading that. They last handed night like him after. Purdue gear and everything, and then he, he spurned him for Michigan State and stayed up there forever and then yep. went to the his homeland and uh didn't work out too boot. well for him. Yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> didn't work out. And, and it's funny because you go on Twitter, some are defending Woody and some are we still love you, Dane. Like <laughs> this is Shrek two against Woody. Shrek three, and I'm done. It's like all right. All right. It was I was I was enjoying reading those comments last night. Yeah, I wonder what Dockage. Let me listen to Dockage today. I did. No, he's God. on five side. He's on five side. Wow. I he, saw his tweet. He pretty I much said his... what's Woodson done for IU. He goes, Dane didn't lose the Purdue and NCAA tournament. Dane got his team to the he made him relevant again. He got him to the national championship. <laughs> All right. There we go. Oh, yeah, I've been listening a little more Dockage because he actually is talking about Purdue right now since we do play this week. He had Sasha's dad on yesterday. He had Ray Fell on yesterday. He had Rob Blackman on today. Is he back to love? He had Ray Fell on the other day. After yep, Ray Fell took it. Oh yeah. Ray Fell took it. Was on there yesterday. I couldn't believe it. What did what he do to Ray Fell? Well, he, he was, was ripping on him on Twitter. It was after the one Howard uh, no. smack. He like Dockage was like talking about like the handshake line, and he was. Besides making fun of everybody who says like, "Oh, we have to have the handshake line," it's, you know, it's a sign of respect. Because Rayfell had tweeted something, and he kept going off like, "Who's this Rayfell Davis?" Yeah. I was like, "You're an, you know who Rayfell? Like, yeah. I know he's just doing his, his shtick for his yeah. TV show or for his radio show, but it's just like come both as as out, yeah, I forgot yeah, the, or whatever, and his TV show. I mean, he does all of it for ratings, and it works. Oh yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, it's shock jock. I mean, he he knows what he's doing. I mean, like, he rips yeah. on the Colts all the time, but now he's all in on Matt Ryan, so he's ready to go. Oh yeah, until week four. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'll go back and rip on Ballard and say he's a Grixon guy. So yeah, I was gonna say because yeah. like when IU kind of went on their little run at the end that got him in the tournament, he was all about like, oh, IU's so much better than Purdue. Yeah. I feel like he's tweeting about like Purdue's not that good, IU's really well, good, but like. Two months ago, he's like, Bruce, best team in the country. Well, and the crazy thing was, he's been ripping on us. And then yeah. it comes tourney time, he picked us and Iowa in his final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I felt like yeah, he did was, that yeah, was, just because he was hoping that Purdue would get bounced and then he could be all over Purdue. Because, yeah. I mean, he, I remember it was that whole thing when they were playing well and, you know, we were struggling. It was like, I don't want to hear anything from Purdue fans. Like, you guys have never won anything. Like, yeah. you can't, don't talk yeah. to me yeah. sort of thing. It was just like, that's, I have listened to him. And, well, I mean, I, if he flip sides, he can't be wrong, I guess, because yeah, he, exactly. like, yeah, I said they were terrible. I said they were great. Like, exactly. Oh, like yeah. today when he talked to Rob Blackman, right. he's like, he's like, Rob, why does Purdue just never have any drama? Indiana has drama every six months. <laughs> like, like, why do they not have the bad apples? He, he goes, Purdue just does their thing. They win a lot. Sometimes they lose, but win or lose, they just keep on going, moving on, do their thing. And so he was all about like ripping on Indiana today. It was, uh-huh. yeah, I enjoy those. Those are the best. Those yeah. are after after Purdue beats IU are the good days to listen to. Yeah. Those and when Matt Painter is on, that's about the time. Yeah. Which if I'm Matt, I don't know if I, I Matt will probably, but I don't know if I take the uh, um, option sure, to be on the show yeah. again for a while. Yeah. Unless so, Purdue wins the national championship, then, then yeah. Dockage will have to be all over him and saying how great he is and, Purdue is. Would okay. Here's a, okay. I got got another question. <laughs> if Purdue wins the national championship, how does that change the way they're viewed within the state? Doesn't matter. Burn everything down. Doesn't matter. We did it. <laughs> we did it. I don't care. Like, all like, like our generation hasn't seen Indiana win anything. They got think, saw them get their no two. But I honestly, I don't think it would do anything. Man. I, I, mean, I, I don't think so either, just because of like the the, the hill jacks he talked about, Tanner. That, yeah, yeah. that don't realize that IU hasn't. Like won an NCAA tournament game and it would, it would, it, what would it be like? It'd be like good for you, get four more. That's what it would be. Uh, oh would, yeah, yeah. They could say that all. I hope they have to say <laughs> that in two weeks. Yeah, I hope they have to say that. Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. it would do. I mean, I think you might. It's not get ahead of ourselves. Up, you know, I know, uptick, but it's like I. I don't think there'd be much. I yeah. Mean, It'd be more nationally than in the state, I think. Well, I just, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think you would be a much bigger impact nationally than it would. In well, I would like to think the Indianapolis media would finally start giving Purdue the credit they deserve, but it's just like Dockage. Who are their readers? It's the, yeah. same, it's the same people. Dockage and the Indy Star readers. Are the yeah. Same. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's why we do gold and black. That's true. That's true. That's true. Good point. That's why uh, I pay you guys the big bucks. <laughs> Let's be honest. None of us get paid here. No. But, uh, <laughs> but if you're looking for something to eat tomorrow night during the game, it's a 709 tip time. That's right around dinner time. Give Mad Mush a call or order online. They got the March pizza of the month, which is the Reuben, of course. Swiss cheese 
topped with corned beef, sauerkraut, mozzarella cheese, and finished with a Thousand Island dressing drizzle and caraway seeds starting at 14 bucks. So get one of those in a cheese stick or get two of those. Get your order over $20 and use the promo code BREAK5. That's in all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5 for $5 off any order over $20. And, of course, if you go in there, just tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. Same thing, $5 off any order over $20. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And, Webby, I see you're sporting a shirt from the shop tonight. Yes, sir. They've actually got a couple new designs out since the tournament started. Um, yeah, shopping.com. They've been making shirts since 2011. Really comfortable shirts. They do, you know, not just shirts. They do, you know, drinkware, hats, you know, hoodies, you know, really anything Indiana-based, they do it. I mean, it May's right around the corner, which is, you know, if you're around the Indy area, the Indy 500, it's a, they take it very seriously. Uh, I, I think about ordering one of those shirts every day because I get an email every day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, they do a great they, job they, with They do awesome things. designs, yeah. 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 Um, they're always doing deals online. But if you go to shopping.com, use promo code BREAKDOWN, you get 25% off your order. They've also got two brick-and-mortar stores, one in Carmel at Clay Terrace and one in uh, Indianapolis at Broad Ripple. Um, super awesome people. You know, they're you know boiler owned. Um, they do things for all for all schools across the state for the most part, uh, except that school up in South Bend because they're you know two up in their high horse. But we're not going to talk uh, about yeah. them. Um, but yeah, shoppingy.com promo code breakdown twenty percent off. Great shirts. Twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off. off. Uh, yeah. As I say, twenty. I said pay twenty five. Yep. yep. Not like those other podcasts. I get twenty percent. Right. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five. And the Boiler Breakdown Podcast is also brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Of course, you can get your COVID-19 shots there. Simply call or go online, set up an appointment, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out their website, webrx.com, or you can simply give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy, with the hometown touch and boiler owned and operated as is Shroff landscaping nurseries. It is springtime. What you got, Andrew? With Sir Shroff landscaping has been in business for over 50 years. You can handle all of your landscaping needs such as design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, and their licensed lawn applicators. You can contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Trophy landscaping design with you in mind. My grass is starting to get green. It's almost time oh, to get the mower out. It's a freaking mud pit right now. Yeah, yeah, mine looks like crap. It is, mine's so, muddy too, but there are green spots. Score update with uh, just our 10 to go. Arkansas is up five on Gonzaga. Yep. And at the under 16, Villanova is up three on. Yep. Sounds like I better get in front of my TV. <laughs> yep. Oh, my how, great, how great was yeah. the first weekend of the tournament, though? It was, like, it it was, was fantastic. A lot of good games. A lot of good games. Yeah, that uh, Thursday night was it Thursday night or Friday night that like all the games went into overtime, like this the evening games. It was Thursday. Thursday was night, when, yeah. yeah. Murray, yeah. Uh, I think Murray State was in over. That Murray was State, Murray San State Francisco, yeah. St. Peter's, Kentucky, both of the indie games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. I went to bed like twelve fifteen, and the Murray State game was still overtime. I was like, I cannot, I cannot imagine being downtown Indy right now at this game yeah. at twelve fifteen. <laughs> I still have to watch more. Back. It would have been sweet, but when the whole thing started in the first four, the Wednesday of the first four with Rutgers yep. and Notre Dame in double mm-hmm. overtime. Yep. Rutgers so. or uh, Notre Dame winning on St. Patrick's Day because the clock struck, the clock struck midnight. <laughs> but it's it's been fun. But let's uh, boiler up, hammer down, beat the Peacocks. Then either let's have a, the, let's have a podcast next week. Either the, the, the Tar Heels or the Bruins. We will have a podcast next week. Yeah. But hopefully, it's not our season review. Hopefully, it's previewing the Final Four in New Orleans. As and hopefully, and Tanner's going... booked his flights by then. And yeah, <laughs> I do have uh, a, a message from our good friend Adam at Full Head. He says Purdue by eleven. Boiler up. I like it. I like it. Purdue by anything. I'll even take yeah. one pointer. <laughs> let's just survive and advance. Yep. Boiler up. Boiler up.